I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Stephanie. So we have a special episode today because we have a guest with us. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's Julie Sherman Wolf. Woohoo! So, Julie, would you like to tell us about yourself and <laughs> lovely audience? Sure. <laughs> What do you want to know? I'm an Aquarius. Well, let's see. Um, Writing-wise, I've been at it for about 25 years or so. Wow. And um, Hallmark's been sort of the last nine-ish years writing for Hallmark, and it's been such a pleasure that I haven't really done anything else, and it's been fantastic. That's so exciting. Very, and I, it, it's enabled me to leave uh, Los Angeles and all that nonsense there and move to... <laughs> Connecticut, which is basically just a Hallmark movie come to life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I look out my window and I see all my four seasons and I see, you know, I'm actually, well, I'm actually usually write, usually writing Christmas movies in the summer. So it doesn't, it doesn't exactly feel like that when I'm writing it, but mm-hmm. I do get to live it, live it now. So. Oh, wow. So this is not on the script, but now I'm going to say it and ask it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've heard, we've been talking about because uh, I like to write to Hallmark Publishing. And I know screenwriting is different from book writing, Very. but is that anything that you are ever interested in or ever talked with Hallmark Publishing about? Um, I I would say this. I am um, I'm self-aware enough to know that my weakness and the weakest part of my writing would be the descriptives, the stage directions, the mm. showing and not telling part of a script that you don't see on the screen except you know, it's what they use to, you know, build the sets and what, you know, what the, mm-hmm. what the props are, what the costumes are. But my, my writing of that is not particularly exciting. Um, it's a little, it's kind of chatty and funny, but it's not great. And my dialogue is my strong suit. <laughs> and whenever I've ever tried to do any kind of creative writing in which I would have to describe something like mm-hmm. the weather or a scene or something like that, I'm not, it's just not something I'm, I mean, I'm fine at it. It's just not something I'm great at. So I just don't have any desire to write that form. Um, my very good friend, Tracy Andreen is really good at that. And she mm. has, des- and she has written uh, some books and is fantastic at it. Um, but I just, I, I, I'm a big fan of knowing your limits mm. and uh, not messing with what's working. So <laughs> those are the two that things I'm sense. going with. <laughs> Um, I'm not messing around with that. Um, I didn't do particularly well when I was in college doing creative writing classes, unless it was um, playwriting or screenwriting, Mm. even though I didn't think I was going to be a screenwriter. I thought um, when I graduated, I was going to be a copywriter at an ad agency, which is what I did um, because it was like sort of pre internet the way it is now. And you just, Mm -hmm. You just don't really think about that as a career because it's just not out there in front of your face as a possibility. It's just sort of, you know, people write mm-hmm. things, but you just don't think about you doing that. Yeah. You're not in L.A. And I wasn't. And um, I was copywriting. I was very happy, you know, thinking and I was writing like funny copy and I did that. And then I got um, dumped by my boyfriend and laid off from that job on the same day. <gasps> oh, my gosh in 1994 I want to say and then I was doing stand-up comedy at the time when I did that uh, and I was I had a slot at like 11:55 p.m at the comedy store 
<laughs> in La Jolla, California. And I said, Ugh, I guess I'll just go. Like, what else am I going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I went down there and one of the headliners was a, name, a guy named Rich Scheidner, who was a stand-up and also wrote sitcoms. Hmm. I think he was writing on Roseanne at the time. And he's like, let me get this straight. You're a writer and you're a funny chick. <laughs> so he said, and why aren't you in, you know, why aren't you in LA writing sitcoms? And it was just that total epiphany. Like, oh my God, I could totally do that. Why am I not doing that? And huh. I literally just like waited tables for a few months, saved some money and moved to LA. Wow. And that was it. I didn't really know anybody. He, he wasn't, you know, he, he was there, but he wasn't anybody could actually help me get in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started as a writer's assistant and then kind of figured some stuff out. And I'm actually, I got an agent who was a junior agent at the time and she's still my agent. It's been 25 years. So wow, wow. that's, that's kind of awesome. how that started. But then Maybe. all that, all that being said, that the, I, the, you know, my writing was always kind of that kind of short form, you know, like nothing long like that, you know, right. ads or dialogue. It was nothing. I guess that was a really long way of saying, I don't want to write books. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> You remind me of like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because she kind of, you know, she went through her divorce, but she, she didn't lose her job because she didn't really have one. But then like the whole comedy thing, I don't know. Yeah, it happened. It, it's, you know, I always, I tell people that story all the time because um, even my son, because, you know, the best, it's the best thing that ever happened to me because if I had had anything tying me to San Diego, I wouldn't have had the balls to come to like leave and live in Los Angeles by myself. Mm-hmm. And I lived in a pretty sketchy neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I just would have had the guts to do it because I would have had, well, I had my boyfriend. Oh, I have my job. Why would I, you know what I mean? So yeah. it, like you would think it was a terrible day, but in retrospect, it was the best day ever because that's what led me to all of this other amazing life that I have. So that is so awesome. That is so awesome. That's so true about life. It's like so much good can come from the hard times. You just have to get through the hard times. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you never think that's what it is. You never think, well, this, you know, this is going to be the best thing that ever happened to me. But mm-hmm. I really do think that even a lot of people think that too, that that's sort of, obviously there's terrible tragedy in the world, but um, something good can come of anything, mm-hmm. even if it's, mm-hmm. even if it's pa- extremely painful and it's not, tra- this wasn't a tragedy, but I know a lot of people have gone through actual tragedy and have made a difference in the world as a result of it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't change their fact what happened to these people, but it does spur other people to make a change. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. Changes but, your perspective. Yeah. All right. So you have not one, but two movies out this Christmas season. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go through and do a quick summary about them real quick. Um, okay. A Holiday Spectacular is November 27th on Hallmark. In 1958, Maggie is an heiress from Philadelphia who puts her high society wedding plans on hold in order to sneak up to New York City and make her secret dream come true. Dancing live on stage in the in the Christmas Spectacular at Radio City Music Hall. And this is starring Gina Claire Mason, Derek Klenna, Eve Plum, and Margaret. And it also features the Radio City Rockettes. Mm-hmm. And then on December 18th, also on Hallmark, you have um, Hanukkah on Rye. A new romance gets put to the test when deli owners realize they're competing against each other. And that's starring Jeremy Jordan. I hope I say this right. Yale Grobglass. Uh, Yale Grobglass. Grobglass. Yes. Okay. And Lisa Loeb, which is really cool. <laughs> So yeah. I guess my first question is about these movies. Like, how did you come up with these ideas for these specific movies? 
the Rockettes one was we, we were given an opportunity to get in the room with them. And it, it's been some, it's something that um, hadn't been able to happen yet. And just uh, a lot of stuff came together on my on both ends, my end and Hallmark's end to get us in the room with them. And then we just kind of were talking about, you know, what we wanted to do. And um, it just kind of started, it came up about doing a period piece, which Hallmark hadn't really done before. And mm -hmm. it was really just because um, the central to the Rockettes now, even now, is the sisterhood and the, the, the strength of all these women. And these are some really strong, powerful, amazing women, and they always have been. So we started thinking about, well, you know, let's let's go back to the beginning and, and you know because it wasn't easy to be a, you know this kind of a woman and, and, and dance in new york city and be mm -hmm. independent in the 50s when that was sort of you know the 60s hadn't happened yet you know it, it was just getting to that point where women were starting to think you know maybe i don't have to just do what my family thinks i should do maybe i don't have mm -hmm. to take this path that's always been predetermined for me and i thought we just thought it was more interesting to look at it from that direction of, of one of these women who has had her life pretty much mapped out for her from day one and realizing, you know what, I, maybe I don't actually have to do it this way. And maybe I can do what makes me happy and follow my own dreams instead of just kind of tagging along on somebody else's. Uh, so that's where that came from. And it was just really fun to write a period piece, you know, especially because at the same time as Maisel, that kind of, mm -hmm. that kind of vibe I really love. Um, you, you know, it's kind of a snappier dialogue. It's just, it was yeah. just a lot of fun. Um, so, and then for the Hanukkah movie, um, the executive in charge was Liz Yost, who's been at Hallmark for as long as they've been successful. She's, she's amazing. Um, she and I, 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 I'd wanted to do a Hanukkah movie for a while. And this was, I guess it was my turn. And, and she and I have similar, but different stories of how our families both came to, America from uh, Eastern Europe, both kind of fleeing um, persecution, um, mm. coming over on, on the boats and coming through Ellis Island. My family ended up in San Francisco and hers stayed in New York. And mm. I thought, you know, I, my favorite thing is Jewish deli. I love it so much. And yeah. I, we were just, <laughs> and we were, and so I was just trying to go like, what's a way we can do all these fun things and Hanukkah and, and put them all together. <laughs> so we just kind of ended up being I'm not sure exactly the process, but, but, it, but in LA, there's a deli called Jerry's Deli. Okay. And it's very much one of those, we serve every single food you've ever heard of. The menu's 20 pages. It's gigantic. <laughs> and it's just, there's, it's not just Jewish food. It's, you know, you can get fajitas and spaghetti and like, it's just a crazy menu. Mm -hmm. It's still a Jewish deli, quote unquote, Jewish deli, but not, but, but not exclusively. Meanwhile, the, in New York, the delis, the Jewish delis are straight up Jewish delis and that's it. And that they're very, you know, they stick to sort of what everybody knows them as. And so we have these two families and the, this is the third generation owning the, these, both of these businesses. They both have different philosophies of what, you know, what they should be. Um, and they're, they're both about to take over their family's businesses. Meanwhile, their buddies, their grandmothers both think, well, who cares about business? You guys are both single. And, this, you know, <laughs> what, difference, what difference does it make if you have a successful business, if you have nobody to pass it on to? So while they're trying to just do business stuff, um, the Bubbies independently signed them up for a matchmaker who is very, very successful matchmaker in New York City. So mm -hmm. it's a fun kind of um, parallel story where, 
they these two young people find out that they are competitors because the big LA deli wants to expand into New York. Mm-hmm. Well, this one can't probably can't handle the competition because it's you know these delis are getting there's fewer and fewer. Um, but then while they're sparring about that, they don't realize that they are also the same two people that are writing letters to each other because of this matchmaker, because the matchmaker does it old school and has fake names and they have to write letters and get to know each other the old fashioned way. So it's sort of, it's a little, so there's a little bit of shop around the corner to it Mm -hmm. where, you know, which is on purpose. And it's, as someone said, it's like, uh, they say, um, I was thinking you've got mail. You've got, oh, you've got mail was one person would said, or locks around the corner, the locks around the corner. Uh, that, these were all the jokes I saw on Twitter. They were fun. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. Um, so that's what it is. And, and I, I, I love both of these movies for different reasons. It's just funny that this year I'm all about New York City, you know, and, mm-hmm. and all, yeah. a lot of history, there's a lot of history in both movies, which I love. Um, but they're both in their own ways. They both have that kind of snappy bantery dialogue. They're just, mm-hmm. Just, they just have a different vibe, feel to them, but the uh, Hanukkah one, I'm you know I'm really excited about that too. Obviously, the, the Rockettes one is a huge deal, and and we had the premiere last week, and it was just surreal and mind blowing. That night, that whole night where they were at Radio City Music Hall and the Rockettes performed, and the movie's name was on the marquee, and it was just it was <laughs> it was insane. And then Kristen Chenoweth came out and started singing with Jenna Claire, and it was just it was just beyond anything I could have ever imagined. I don't think I can ever top that and I don't mm-hmm. want to, but um, so that was amazing. That was like a you know career highlight. Yeah. Possible. That was actually going to be a question I was going to ask you about. Cause that looked like it was so much fun. I was it like, was. I it sent was. it to Stephanie and I was like, there's a picture from like far out. I was like, there's plenty of space here. We could have gone. Yeah, <laughs> Those seats yeah. weren't packed yet. <laughs> it was, um, it was really, it, it took us all about a week to sort of, process what we had just done because um even all the actors you know I, I I do you know I do know some of them personally and talk you know through text and stuff like that and we all just felt like it was just such a dream and we couldn't believe that that night happened mm-hmm. and um especially just being from in, part of the project from the beginning it was just such a it was so I keep saying surreal but that's the word just to see what that night became after three years and COVID and all these things that stood in the mm-hmm. way. And, you know, Samantha DePippo was the executive and she just moved mountains to get this thing made and looking the way it did. And she's just as, you know, just as much part of the success as me and, yeah. um, and more because she's, you know, she got everything made. I mind, I had words on paper, but she got everything done. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, obviously the cast and crew and all that. And, but it was just, it was mind blowing. And, and it took me, yeah, it took me a good week to really process everything and just go, wow, that was really amazing. I, then I was exhausted for a week. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> I don't know how these actors, I don't know how they do it, getting all glammed up all the time and doing all these things. So yeah. I was just, I was just completely fun- non-functional for a week after. That. Yes. Just drained. <laughs> drained. And then my feet hurt still. And I had, you know, um, saw the whole hair and makeup thing. It's just like, so it's just so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least Hallmark doesn't normally do like these big premieres, I guess. So that's one thing <laughs> that helped they you do, out. They used to do a party twice a year and that's what I would get glammed up for. And I would oh. fly back to LA after I had moved and they would have the press, the TCA press party. But, um, you know, COVID put a stop to that. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. the ne- the next one would be January if they do it. I don't know if they will, but um, that was sort of the, the, 
you know, the, the prom every year, basically, where <laughs> everybody would be. So this is sort of like that, but in a, on a huge scale. Yeah. Man. <laughs> That's really awesome. We were so excited to see A Holiday Spectacular was set in 1958 because we've talked a couple of times about how we miss Hallmark period pieces. Like we don't get to go back in time that as much anymore as they've done in the past. Mm -hmm. So we were really excited to see that. I can't even remember what they what the period pieces were that they'd done before that were movies, but not series. (sighs) That were movies, but not They're series. like um, those love, and then they might have been, maybe they were something they purchased. I don't know, but it was like love unbounding. What do you, what are they, stu- do you remember Joys? And like, there were these ones where uh, Wes Brown is in one of them. Oh, I'll have to ask him. <laughs> He's my new oh, neighbor. Oh, just casually. <laughs> Let me neighbor. ask Wes. <laughs> He's my neighbor. Yeah, I can't remember what they are, but they're kind of like, um, almost like a Wes Western thing. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, see, my the, the sad thing is I don't have time to, you know, watch a lot of Hallmark movies. I watch, you know, the ones I know people in. But it's funny, some people have an encyclopedic knowledge of every Hallmark movie, and I do not. <laughs> so, so people talk about things, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't see that one. Or I, 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 a lot of times I have to go back and watch stuff because um, I. I can't write them if I'm watching them, even though I could sit there all day long and I could just like anybody yeah. else and watch them and, and enjoy what they are. Um, we're um, right now I'm getting ready to shoot something for next fall. Um, so yeah, there's always something it's like, I'm, I'm in a, I'm always in a different season than actually it's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we all, we're talking we're talking about Christmas, but I'm like, I have no, there's Christmas is not, n- not in my head at all right now. You're like next season. You're like the fashion week. <laughs> When they're all yeah, exactly. Ahead. That's funny. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. We're just like this would be time talking about summer movies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could talk about summer movies. Uh, some of our favorite movies of yours are Wedding Every Weekend, One Royal Holiday, and A Dickens of a Holiday. And so we were going to ask you, do you have a favorite movie that you've made? And it might be Holiday Spectacular because of all the stuff. It but... might be now. I, I have to say, it actually might be. But aside from that one, I usually say the birthday wish is my one of my top ones with um, Jesse Schramm and Jesse Schramm. That one I love. Um, Peter DeLuise directed that and the Hanukkah movie. So that's why he's really great with with the kind of the comedy stuff. It's funny. We were talking. I love I do love wedding every weekend. We were talking about it. um, I saw Paul and Kim at the thing at the premiere and we were saying like, I have an idea for a sequel uh, for it, but, um, you know, Hallmark's not glad into a sequel. (laughs) They seem like they're trying to get into it, though. There have been a couple of sequels these past few years. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think when I pitched it the first time, it was a different group of people um, making those decisions. So maybe, you know, maybe I will try that one again. It's 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 I think it's a pretty good idea. And I haven't they haven't it's a topic they haven't really gone into too much. So maybe I'll do it. Well, as long as the couple stays together. Oh, of course, please. Okay. <laughs> well, you say together. it like, of course, but we just watched a cozy Christmas in, which we liked, but totally I heard un- they, I heard that the ending wasn't a. So yeah, I didn't see that yet. What, what happened at the end of that? Well, it's not at the end. It's well, just it's that it was Christmas a sequel under to wraps. Christmas under wraps. Oh. And so they okay. broke up Candace and david in that first oh. movie and now he's with jody so oh oh my gosh see i'm missing all of this i gotta get on it yeah <laughs> so that was like 
I don't want to say that out loud. I don't want to say that one out loud, though. I don't want to say like, oh, I wish I had time to watch that because that only means I'm sick or something and I have I'm like lying in bed. The only way I can't do that. I gotta get I gotta get the script finished. (laughs) So, um, I feel like you kind of mentioned it, but we were going to ask if you have anything coming up in 2013. I mean, 13. Goodness (laughs) gracious, 2013, 2023. Talk about. Um, so the one I'm doing right now is a fall movie. I don't think I can talk about. Is it going to be um, really fall though? That's the that's the question. Well, that that's why we're trying to hurry it up because they can shoot it in Vancouver and make it look as fall. You know, certainly look more like fall than the middle oh, of summer. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um, that's that's one thing. Um, right now, uh, what I'm trying to do is kind of cat play a little catch up. There's been some unfortunate <laughs> producers who have been every time they greenlight something. Um, I have to, I have to hop onto that script. So there's a, there's a, a few projects where I was supposed to do a rewrite or, or do a script on that, you know, a first draft that just sort of had to keep getting put on the back burner. And so I'm going to try and kind of clear the decks a little bit before I start loading up on a bunch of new stuff. Um, yeah. I don't have a Christmas movie yet for next year, but I, I'm working on uh, getting that figured out. So, um, I would, I would hate to have a Christmas season without one. I don't know what oh, I, yeah. you know, I, that'd be, that'd be sad. That'd but, be really sad. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm sure if something will come up or if we'll figure something out, it'll it'll work itself out. Or I'll do another Hanukkah one. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll take another Hanukkah one. There's yeah. not that many that ever come out during this season. So this one is as this one is the most Hanukkah Hanukkah movie ever because there's like one literally the word Christmas mentioned maybe once, huh. and it's like in its own little bubble of Hanukkah, and then um, on Christmas Eve they do they they talk about it because they do. Um, Chinese food in a movie, mm-hmm. which is a Jewish sort of New York, yeah. it's a, sort of a traditional thing. It's I don't even know how many people really do that, but that's just sort of the that's sort of the spoken tradition of Jewish Christmas is a movie and, a, and Chinese food. That's well, funny. I actually like... heard somebody talking about the Chinese dragon movie that I think is coming out in two weeks. Yeah. Um, that they, somebody was saying they thought that it might be that situation where people were going and having Chinese food on Christmas Eve because apparently it's a tradition for some people. <laughs> yeah, but also it was in a Christmas story, and they're not Jewish, so I mean, it's, it's, uh, but that was a that was a different situation in the movie. But the fun thing about the premiere was talking to a lot of the actors that I haven't been able to work with and saying, you know, them saying like, let's do something and trying just trying to see if I can figure out some stuff to do having the actors involved before I write the script, which is not normally the way I do it. Generally Mm -hmm. I just write the scripts and then they bring people on after, but there's a couple of, you know, we're hanging out and there's a couple ideas popped up. So, you know, it's just, it's just a lot of things are always, there's a lot of brewing at once. And that's another thing, piece of advice I give people is, you know, if you're only doing one thing at a time, you're putting all, you're hanging your whole entire, your whole thing on this one thing that Mm -hmm. doesn't tend to end well, but I have a lot of different, irons in the fire and kind of whichever one, whichever one they want first wins, like whichever <laughs> one they need first wins. And it just kind of happens like that. And people generally understand if there's a delay or something, because everyone knows that production comes first. So if there's a script yeah. they want to, they want to make, that's what comes first. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and it's a good idea to have like all these different irons in the fire, as you say, Yeah. but I'm excited for these people that you're possibly writing 
a story about? <laughs> well, we're we're all <laughs> everyone that everyone there is very busy. All of these people are very very busy. So the big joke was like, okay, this is for 2025. This will be for 2026. <laughs> and it sounds funny, but it's so. But in, as far it's as like true. Hallmark production goes, it's not that far off. I have I have stuff for 2024 already, for sure. Like that's being that's just gonna have to because it's in development and it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I just know it's gonna take till 2024. Yeah. You so know, who so. would you say that you haven't worked with that you would love to work with? Who's on your list? Like- um, Rachel Boston, Aaron Cahill, Andrew Walker, um, Wes Brown. I haven't actually worked with. Let's see. Those are all There's really a bunch good of ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I've. You would think I worked with everybody at this point, but I really have not. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, you do so. have a lot of movies. I was like, when we were first doing, we actually really found out about you because I was playing this game with Stephanie where um, I would give her three movies that were written by people and two of them, it was like two truths and a lie. So you'd have this person wrote, pick the movie that the person didn't write. And then I was like, oh my gosh, she's written like a thousand movies. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. so many. <laughs> this is the one there, the, the one that we're about to start making is 20. I think it's 21. If I'm, if I'm yeah. counting right, I think so. So that was pretty cool. Like the Hanukkah one was number 20 and then the Rockettes was 19, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't see, I, I am very, very, very grateful to have Hallmark and, and have it worked out the way it has, because it's just been a wonderful thing. And, you know, there's not a lot of security in this business mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I still never really feel secure. You know, you just never know yeah. <laughs> what could happen. <laughs> I don't actually ever take any of it for granted, but it's been a really nice run and, you know, keep going as long as they let me pretty much. All right. Well, we've kept you longer than we anticipated. This was too good (laughs) of a conversation. So we just wanted to thank you for joining us. Your movies again Mm -hmm. are a holiday spectacular on November 22nd, 2nd, 27th on Hallmark at 8 p.m. And then Hanukkah on Rye is airing December 18th on Hallmark at 8 p.m. And where can people find you if they want to keep up with your, with what you're working on? I think right now the most I'm, I'm posting mostly on Instagram. So it's uh, Julie underscore Sherman underscore Wolf um, Twitter. I, I might be live tweeting or something maybe on those movie nights and that's at Sherm Wolf. Wolf has an E on the end. And that's uh, pretty much it. I'm not the best uh, social media gal, but I'm working on it. That's my goal. It's my goal social for the media year. Is hard. <laughs> yes. It took it me is. forever to make. I made one reel. It took me hours. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know you're not the only one who suffered through uh, that, though. <laughs> it was crazy. So anyway, I'm, wor- I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right. Well, thank you again. And we are looking Thanks forward for to these me. movies. I hope you guys yeah. like them. Hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon about your in- another movie you're making. So. I would love, yeah, I hope, I hope I have, I do definitely hope I have Christmas and all that good stuff for next year and just keep on. Yeah. Love to talk to you again. All right. right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Bye guys. Thank you.